Hey, Werecats, and welcome to the Spooky Meadows Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Kill, and today I'm joined by Jackula, who told me he hated me multiple times during the planning for this episode. And I'm also joined by Melanie, who once said to our friend Darren, and I quote this directly, I wish Mike would die and not come back as a girl. Before we begin, don't forget to follow us on anti-social media. And I'd like to give a big thank you to Spikey Kappa for our amazing scream. Jesus Christ, Mike. I didn't mean you. I didn't mean you, Mike. That was truly awful. You are correct. Yeah, it was just horrendous. Really spooky, really scary, not going to lie. Bloody scary. Thank you really got this off to a good start. It's the bloody well scary uh, movies. This is, this is a sequel episode. As Molly just said, it's bloody scary movies 2. Uh, where... You forgot the tag. Guys, we forgot the second electric boogaloo. Boogaloo. Electric boogaloo. boogaloo. <laughs> uh, uh, where I, as a big horror fan, pick four movies that I deem to be bloody scary and make Molly and Jack watch them in an attempt to scare them. <laughs> um, now... I'm going to start just by asking what your relationship with horror are. Because I'm, I believe I did this at the recording of last year's podcast. I seem to remember that Melanie's response was, ooh, I've never been very for it, but like it's growing on me. And Jack's response was, ooh, I'm a big baby boohoo man. That is uh, exactly what I said. What your thoughts are? So Melanie, over the last year since we did Bloody Scary Movies 1, yeah. how's your relationship with horror changed? I love it. I... A lot of times actually get into the occasional mood to just like put on a horror film now. And I think it was honestly The Conjuring that they did for me that we talked about in the first Bloody Scary Movies. <laughs> I did my job. Um, I just love The Conjuring. I mean, there are some bad movies in that universe, but The Conjuring itself, pretty solid. And yeah, I don't know. I really like horror now. <laughs> I, I still have some catching up to do, some of the classics and all that, but love it. Yeah. Jack, what's your relationship with horror and has it changed over the last year? It's not changed, Mike. I still hate horror. <laughs> it sucks. And uh, the these are the only four horror films I've watched since we lo- watched four other horror films last year. That's a lie. Really? You watched Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Man. Uh, it's, it's, it's not <laughs> That's really kind of a that. horror movie. It's kind of a uh, You watched Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. <laughs> that was last terrifying. Year. That's a horror movie. <laughs> yeah, that was that really took it out of me. Um, I'm not sure I'll ever recover from that one. <laughs> That's six horror movies in a year, Jack. Is that your record? Wow. Probably, yeah. That's probably also your record for a number of films in a year. <laughs> probably, yeah. <laughs> Wow. I am getting to a point where finally, like, Letterboxd and Netflix are realizing that I like horror now, so they're recommending me horror yeah, now on Netflix. Yeah, they'll recommending all the rubbish and... stuff. Like, you'll like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, last year, what we did was we went for the all... We went from least scary to most scary. Mm. Uh, we're not going to do that this year. We're going to do that for three of these this year, and I'm going to figure out the order while we talk about the first one. But... We're going to talk about the most scary one first, so we can get it out of the way, because it's a piece of shit movie and it's rubbish, and I think we all hated it. Uh, <laughs> and it's terrible. We're talking about uh, the Poughkeepsie tapes first, uh, which I chose because it's bloody scary, and it's very scary. Terrifying. But I'm going to apologize to both of you for choosing it, because what I forgot about this movie is that it's just two hours of women being tortured, and that's yeah. kind of rubbish. And everything... And that's like that's terrifying because of like the way it's framed in the movie. But then everything around it is these goofy like talking head segments. It's just a terrible movie. I'm on one side, like yeah, it's bloody scary. But on the other side, it could have been a good movie. So <laughs> sorry mm-hmm. for picking it. It's, but should we on this movie? It's kind of weird. <laughs> I guess it. Didn't, maybe my definition for scary is different to you guys because. It it was uncomfortable to watch, mm, yeah, and um, not pleasant in any way. Yes, thing is, but I there's would... a lot of moments in the movie that are effectively scary in the way that other scary movies are. There's a bit where he's stalking the house while the the girl and her boyfriend are there. There's a bit oh, with yeah. like the where he gets the woman in the car, 
scenes like that are effectively like these are genuinely like these are scary in the way i can imagine other horror movies being um especially the, house the other one. bits just just aren't yeah like um when the uh two like girl scouts come into like oh, his house god it's not so uncomfortable it's not scary it's just incredibly uncomfortable mm-hmm. and, yes um makes you uneasy yeah yeah which i suppose is and this is a big debate we had with sammy afterwards who i should point out to save his reputation also thinks this is a bad movie <laughs> Uh, but it's a bit we're having afterwards where it's like um, like it is scary but like not in a way you want a movie to be like yeah. it's not doing anything outside of that it's just being like this is scary because it's horrific, horrific yeah. people like and the other three movies we're talking about today are scary in horrific ways but also in the ways that like ooh this is the scared I like yeah, yeah, I think, but I think you you hit the nail on the head <laughs> when you said that the framing was all wrong. Like, it was first of all, I mean, you can take look look at other sort of found footage films. Like, for I was just thinking about Creep before the recording. Even that one is like filmed from the victim's like point of view, right? He yeah. is holding the and camera, and then the second one's a wrong. <laughs> and like he occasionally. Yeah, saying what's a wrong call. Um, and he occasionally like talks to the camera, and we get sort of the framing out of his per- perspective. And this one is just like out of the perspective of the killer. And then, as you said, the talking head segments do nothing. They're no. they're occasionally like I, too I, silly as well. It's like it's yeah. really. Weird. I'd like to point out the two silliest talking head segments. <laughs> and I don't think anyone will argue with this. The first one is the one at the very start when you meet the guy whose job was to watch and archive every tape. Oh, yeah. And he's like, "My while I was watching these, my wife came in and watched one minute of tapes, and now she hasn't had sex with me in years. But also, there's thousands of hours of balloon stuff. Then it cuts to a woman like, jumping up and down in a balloon. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like what? Yeah. Why is that how you've chosen to introduce these tapes? Yeah. It's for just... a start. And he's talking about like how his wife won't have sex with him because she watched a minute of these tapes. Also, he looked like and a then the other one, child. <laughs> yeah, he did look like a child. Then the other silliest one is <laughs> when the guy... So there's a bit of the movie that I do sort of like because it's quite clever when the... um the I can't even remember the name of the guy, Lakeside Slash or whatever. Um, no, that feels like Riverdale. Is that from Riverdale? <laughs> no, that's from Scream. <laughs> Scream Could the TV be show. From Riverdale. Uh, um, where he frames a cop... Um, for all of it and that cop gets the death sentence then he does another kill and all the newspapers are like and then once it comes out all the newspapers are like he murdered that cop using like the justice system and that's like that bit is done cleverly in the film until they totally kill it when they interview that cop's son (laughs) and they're like on what date was he put to what date was it found out he was innocent the 10th of september 2001 (laughs) and it turns out that no one saw the news where he was proven innocent because of 9-11. <laughs> and this guy is really annoyed yeah. that everyone thinks his dad is a serial killer because of 9-11. So he's personally annoyed that 9-11 happened, but not for the reasons you should be annoyed 9-11 happened. <laughs> it's the silliest thing. Aww. Also, with those talking head moments, it's really dumb how they shoot it. It's like they don't... They haven't apparently discovered tripods yet. And <laughs> they're just hand holding it at max zoom with no stabilization. And it's just like, like there's one of them where they're talking to like a uniform officer and like his half of his head is cut off. It's like zoomed in <laughs> Dutch angle. And you're like, this has taken me out of the idea and that this is meant to be a professionally shot to be real. Yeah. Because yeah. if you would nail the talking heads, this would feel very real. And when I first yeah. watched this, I stopped and like looked up the tape. Like, is it, like, is this movie real? And then like, I carried on watching. I was like, this clearly isn't real. This is yeah. so silly. Um, and we, because we were watching it together, Jack, and we were even both saying like, like the spooky stuff is still like unsettling, but it's taking us out of it so much now because of how badly shot these talking heads. So I like this one where the guy's like just sat at his desk, and the cameraman is like walking towards him slowly <laughs> and rotating the camera the whole time. It's like, why? Are you- why are you really close and sideways? Gotta, Documentaries don't do that. <laughs> just got to get those interesting camera angles yeah. in because static cam is just not engaging. <laughs> like, imagine watching The Office if the camera was like constantly like moving <laughs> inwards and rotating on Jim. Like, <laughs> oh my god! 
But yeah, I mean, it was uh, spooky in a way where watching this film and then going on a, on a dating app as a woman <laughs> was like mm. very uncomfortable. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. I don't know. Oh, I am. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine this must be much worse as a woman. After we watched this, I booked an Uber to Sammy's where we've been watching it. Mm. And we're like, there's a bit where he pretends to be the the like taxi driver. It's like, I just, I don't want to get in this Uber. <laughs> yeah. I Because he showed up like immediately when I ordered it as well. Yeah. We just like there in a second. I was like, oh, Honestly, some, yeah, it's just, it's a bad yeah. movie. It's bloody scary. But sometimes, hey, this is proof that sometimes a movie can be bloody scary, but also be trash. Yeah. Which is also proof that scary is not a criteria for a good horror movie. No. It's also quite polarizing as well when it comes to how it handles the killer's horror as well. Because you get areas where he's like, like when he's the police officer. And that's kind of like a realistic horror where she thinks she's been like safe and he's telling her about, you know, there's this killer on the loose. And then mm. he slowly drip, like sort of drip feeds the information that he is in fact the killer. And that's horrifying. And then the next tape is really goofy because it's him like crawling along the floor with um, two oh, masks. Yeah, with his, he's just doing a little goofy drama yeah, thing. And it's gone from like, something genuinely like. horror like horrible and horrifying to something that's just dumb and yeah <laughs> you know it's scary because it's it's uncomfortable and weird but it doesn't fit together well yeah it doesn't fit together well it's framed awfully it's like the only real main perspective you have is from the killer it's just mm. They should have had like getting tortured. You should have <laughs> like, had like because most documentaries have like a central figure, like there as like the the main person. Yeah, of the trying to solve right? it this or something. Have that. Yeah, this should have been. They should have had Werner Herzog in this. <laughs> yeah, Werner Herzog <laughs> immediately trying had a to solve movie. this case. <laughs> <laughs> now that would have been. But then that's the other thing. Then you have a perspective from a non-killer point of view, right? I think that that's what is miss what it's missing. Sort of the perspective from that that is not a killer and because like all the other talking heads there's no real thing the only one that stays in my head is like the goofy guy who watched the tapes <laughs> no who watched the tapes i guess you it's could like... say that is it stacy the girl who gets yeah um sort of what's the uh stockholm, stockholm syndrome yeah well, I'm I'm just saying that that's the only really point of view we can get that's not mm. the killer mm-hmm. because she's in it through a lot of the film, um, and it is horrible what happens to her and it's it's a tragic end to that character, and so it's so horrible like the way he like digs her up and like leaves a tape there as well. Yeah, God, really awful. awful. Thing is, it's it's not an unfixable movie. I don't think. I think you. Mix up the genders of the victims a bit. Yeah, <laughs> it's exclusively take the pure women, sexism out of it. it yeah. Mm. yeah, there's one guy at one point. Um, no, there's two, but one of them is already dead by the time they find him. It's the man's head put on the woman's body yeah. that they find at the start. So I think you switch up the genders, you fix the talking heads, and you have like a central figure trying to solve it. Yeah, a mm. central figure to solve it. Yeah. Like, and I th- and I think you've got a fixable movie because like the the concept is tight, but it's really badly executed. Uh, yeah, like having kind of like a detective um, as being like sort of the main, like almost like have a have a main character detective and he's yeah. taking you through the clues and yeah. the different things that they've discovered. And like you could also have it, I'm, I'm not sure I'm a fan of there just being a house with all the tapes in. It'd be cool if there was like, he was leaving tapes here like and a, there. Yeah, like a scavenger. Yeah, thing. and it was like mm-hmm. a scavenger. Because like the they, tapes. there's like, 100 tapes or something missing isn't there yeah yeah so it could have been like they'd laid those out and then by the end they find the tapes and we see like tapes from where they yeah it's yeah. that's a good idea jack like because at this point it's as if i sat down and just watched the tapes and like that's just not something i would do <laughs> yeah because the talking heads aren't like good enough yeah, exactly. The justify top, why you're watching like if, them. It's like you've given me the scary stuff. Yeah. You haven't given me the reason for why you're giving yeah. me If you have, like, like if yeah. the one guy, the guy who watched all the tapes, if the one guy that could give sort of a feedback, like an actual sort of moral feedback or like emotional feedback to these tapes, 
is the one guy that also sometimes weirdly like smiles while talking about it or is just weird about it then it's like okay give me nothing <laughs> like like what yeah. the hell maybe if they cast a grown-up is like <laughs> yeah, if they didn't <laughs> cast a freaking child <laughs> <laughs> something else that might be cool as well is because there's not really like we were saying there's not really any reason why they're showing us these particular tapes but you yeah. could have it where there's bits of evidence in each tape like there's a letter in the background and if they superimpose it they can see like an address or something hmm. like yeah. giving us reasons why there's oh th these particular tapes being shown because they made a error here or there's some kind of Jack. clue can I um, can I uh, blow your mind? Go on. What you've just pitched a movie about these people who are being kidnapped and tortured. Uh, um, we've got a central detective leading the case to find them. We're seeing a lot of it from the killer's perspective, but also the backgrounds of the tapes have clues that the detectives solve and track it down. You have pitched the first saw. Oh, <laughs> it's exactly. That is exactly the plot of that movie that you've just pitched to me. Well, so. I have not seen Saw, so I came up with it first in my opinion. <laughs> it's very good. It's a much better mystery than this, because there's a leading reason to watch all the horrific stuff. Ugh. Should we move on to better movies? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with, again, now we'll go from least scary to most scary, mm. in my opinion, mm. which isn't necessarily the order I think these are the best films. Uh, and we're going to talk about the next film, The Ring. Ooh. Uh, now, I should specify which version, because I do think Ringu, the original Japanese one, is excellent. Uh, there's a lot of other excellent Japanese ones. Uh, we were talking about Gore Bavinsky's, uh The Ring, uh, starring Naomi Watts, uh, mm. which is just chef's kiss, however you get that across in a podcast. It's an excellent movie. Um, what did you both think of? I don't even care about the movie. What did you both think of The Tape? Uh, the tape. I skipped it a little... I didn't want to. I didn't want to be. I didn't want to be cursed. <laughs> there was um, on the the DVD for this, one of the extras is just the the videotape. Insane. That they watch the cursed videotape, just unbroken, and it it was a classic. Like if you're like me and used to watch horror movies, like like sleepovers, um, which was like the only exposure you could get. That was a classic sleepover challenge. Of can you watch the tape? Insane, insane behavior, honestly. It's the tape itself is perfect, I think, because it's so <laughs> obscure. Yeah. And like you don't know when you first see it, you don't know what on earth it, you're watching. Mm. It just seems weird. Mm. But throughout the film, it's all pieced together as like this sort of um, journalist goes through detective style and starts figuring it all out. Yeah. And I love it because it's, they made something so weird make perfect sense almost. Yeah, What's true. really funny about that tape for me, and like you're right, it's, it's really effective, is that I've seen a few of the other versions of The Ring, and I've watched the, the very original, the 1995 adaptation, before the famous Japanese one. That was like a TV movie that sounds like a sleazy grindhouse detective <laughs> movie. And the tape in that is he sits down and he watches it, and like most of the horror is with him outside the video. Like, he's in a room, like, the lights are, like, flickering red. He's, like, convulsing. But the videotape is, like, the images just aren't scary. Like, there's a bit where, like, there's two news reporters in the street. Two people run up to him with laser rifles, and they're, like, pew, pew! And then, like, these fake, like, paper laser rifles come out. Like, huh? And then, like, like you pointed out, the, the transition to this, where it's, like, every part of the tape isn't just a spooky image. It's also part of the mystery. Mm. is really effective. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, the... The reason I chose this one, not just because it's the best version, uh, I think it's got the best characterizations and it's shot incredibly, is I think it's the one that handles it scares the best for a few reasons. One, scariest tape. Two, the stuff outside the tape, like the rising like fear of it, I think is better done. And three, that child. Yeah, very scary child. <laughs> the child also, is scary before the tape shows yeah. up. All, all the jump shares are <laughs> Jump shares? Jump scares? Well, the jump scares are bullshit. I got jump scared by a train, and it's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, like, most of the, most of the horror is in sort of the, the unknown, isn't it, with this? Mm. Um, and I love the little hints it gives. Like, there's a point where... And it sort of progresses through her seven days, like, the hints 
progress through the tape as, mm. at the same time. Like you see a fly on like a door or something at one point. And then later yeah, and then on, she's watching the fly on the tape and it comes out yeah. of the TV. You and watched then, that like, in media class once. And what's cool is like later on, the the ex-husband um, or ex-boyfriend, I'm not sure their relation, but... Um, <laughs> He's like, he's later. He watched the tape later, and you see he gets the fly at a later time. Like, yeah, because getting... he's getting on his like same yeah. day. It's really it's well very done. Very well done. And um, you see, obviously, the the window where um, her dad looked out of, and there's all kinds of cool things. And then you realize the ring at the end is the well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just so. Oh, that, because there, there is a big mystery the whole way through. Like, what is the ring? Yeah. Like, is it the ringing of the phone? Is it like mm. the scorch mark in her like in her attic bedroom mm-hmm. on the island? Mm. Yeah. They find out it's the well and like it's the, the thing like closing over it. It's like it's such a good image. Yeah. Yeah. And I I love how Oh, we should point out we're doing spoilers for these movies. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh, um, I love spoilers. The um <laughs> the like I love that it's the the ring and the horror isn't just like, oh, it's a scary thing. It's also like a window to explore a really tragic backstory yeah. of someone as well. Yeah. Like it's done like two. So you get two stories at the same time. And it's a good way of like, you're getting this connection between two characters who lived hundreds of years apart. No, <laughs> like a hundred years apart, but are connected because of like the mystery of the film. Mm. And I love that it's really hopeless as well. Like mm. at the end, we get to it. We think she solved the mystery. And you get this in a lot of like supernatural, like, curse horror movies where someone gets cursed at the start and then the film is like them solving how to break it a lot of the best ones like at the end you think they've broken the curse then it turns out they just they just haven't yeah and like hers was she passed the tape on to someone else and that's how you win it and i definitely didn't get melanie to watch this within a week of me watching it <laughs> and then i definitely didn't try and convince melanie to get you to watch it with <laughs> i think the scariest bit was that um I watched it, and then as I finished it, one of our friends in the group chat sent something like, like, as a reply to something else, like, you will die in seven days. <laughs> and he didn't even know I was watching the film. We, um, we got, and this film has that effect where, like, because there's so many different, like, things that stalk them, one of them will happen to you. Yeah. Me and Bear, me and my housemate Ben, while we were watching it, we, um, as the fly flew out of the TV there was a flower on our TV that flew out towards <laughs> us and we're like, right, well, that's it. <laughs> yeah. What I love as well about the ring girl is it spends the whole movie making you sympathize for her and the awful things that she went through and how terribly she was treated by her parents and, um, you know, all of that. And by the end of it, she still just sucked. Yeah. She's just an awful <laughs> woman girl. Awful <laughs> Like, Child. yeah, it's terrible that she got chucked down a well and wasn't loved and, you know. But to be honest, probably was a good idea because <laughs> she was an evil demon witch ring girl, so. <laughs> um, And how upsetting when the, she comes out and gets the guy at the end. Because oh. it's just so, like, like what an iconic image yeah. of... And I get that it came from the Japanese one first, but I think this one does it just as effectively of her just, like, slowly crawling out of the TV. Yeah. Like, with the like frame rate like ah oh. yeah and it's, it's terrible, terrible because the whole time you're thinking he was trying to help you and discover you know what happened to you yeah. and you know they did that and just because he didn't make a copy he's getting it yeah he's getting it yeah it's so sad because like they solved it and it just like it proves that like there's just there's nothing you can do like <laughs> all you can do is pass it on and yeah and kill someone else just like it follows just like it follows, just like another horror movie which recently came out. Uh, well, um, it's just, I'm just always really impressed by this film. I think it looks amazing. The performances are incredible. Like, the direction is fantastic. The scares mm. are really well done. The story is amazing. I think it's got the best like writing of any other versions of this I've watched so far. I just, I'm constantly really impressed by it. Um, I think Naomi Watts is a huge get for a lead for like a horror movie. Hmm. Like when they're usually fairly low budget, oh, and yeah. Gorbavinsky is a massive director as well. Yeah. Like, I just think it's. I'm always really impressed by it. I'm really impressed that Adam Brody shows up for a scene. I was going to say they also got Adam does. Brody. <laughs> a little boy, Adam Brody. Oh. <laughs> the uh, uh, the ending is very clever as well. Very typical horror, where it's like 
you know, oh, we have to pass it on. Who are we going to show it to you? And then it's like, oh, they've shown it to us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was, ah, ah, that was really good. (laughs) Well, horror movies that leave you thinking that you're going to be like, next. That's why I skipped the scene where they show me the tape because, you know, I, I'm not Uh stupid. You watch the film, then. yeah. Well, yeah, it's watch been more film. every part of that for, tape you ended up seeing for me, and I'm still here. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping it's all right. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's like seventy days. Yeah. Should we move on to the next film? What's scarier? I think we're going to go with Unfriended Dark <laughs> next. Personally, oh. and weirdly controversial, this take one of my favorite movies. I absolutely love it. I've seen it four times. It gets better every time I watch it. I think it's really impressive. I think its commitment to yep. like the screen gimmick is unparalleled. I think yep. the fact that it's dark just boosts the scariness for me. I think it's got well-rounded and really sympathetic characters that make mm. reasonable decisions the whole movie. And it's miserable. And I like misery. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just... One of my favorite movies. I don't think there's... It doesn't really get how the internet works, but that's fine. No movie's <laughs> ever understood how the internet works. <laughs> I just think it's really, I really, really love this movie. It's the best thing to ever happen to Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I also, I agree. I think it's a great, I haven't seen the first Unfriended film, but. It's not as good. Yeah, I've heard. Um, but this one I really liked. I've seen it twice now. And I think the only thing where I'm like, well, they could have probably not done that. It's just the weird glitches. That you get. Yeah, I don't like that, like, but like I, they're not in it as much as I ever remember. No, that's true. But um, other than that, pretty like very solid movie, very solid jawline on Damon there. Um, <laughs> oh, Damon's jawline, <laughs> torn out. Uh, and yeah, as you said, like great characters. You're not. I mean, do they? Uh, he could have just not stolen the laptop. But then I guess it was. Thing is, it's planted. it's all so planned out yeah, that they've got every like every choice they can make is one of the decisions because like when it zooms out at the end it turns out it's game night yeah yeah yeah. Uh, that like all of the decisions are on the side like will he do this will he do this and they're all betting on it hmm. and it's like the whole thing the second he stole that laptop there was nothing they could have done yeah that's true what do you think of the movie jack all the reasons you like it are the reasons i hate it <laughs> and by hate i mean but you, you know, hate Damon's in a good Charlotte? way um, no, wow, you hate you Damon's can't jawline. Hate Damon's jawline. You said you prefer it to be soft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just jealous, man. But yeah, the the reason why you like it is the reason why I hate it. It's miserable <laughs> from start to finish. I'm miserable because they're really likable characters. Like you say, they make really sensible decisions, and they're just punished for it because it's game night for the dark. <laughs> and yeah. yeah, I watched this and with it's... a VPN on. Um, I had Norton 360 running I in the background. Shout always out have to my a VPN on. I always have my webcam covered yeah. because there was a scene in this, and I remember I watched this in my house, and it's Owen and Ben. And there was a scene that just we were made so uncomfortable, and I really—it's a scene that makes me so uncomfortable. And it's when they first open up the video files, they find the hidden file, and they're clicking through them, and it's just a list of addresses. Mm. And the webcams in every single one of those houses and people's private stuff. And it's like you're not even seeing them do anything like risque. And it's like, but it's like they're watching them. Yeah, that's so scary to me. So my webcam is What's also scary always is covered. That I have a little thing yeah. I made out of a corn wrapper from one of my corn. Uh, no, you steaks, can buy uh, and a paper. You flip. can buy. Yeah, but covers. I couldn't find them anywhere, and I couldn't be bothered to buy one online. Um, so corn, corn is saving me. What's also scary <laughs> for me is also that like some TVs have a camera. I don't think mine has. No, mine but, doesn't. Um, some TVs have also cameras, and there it's a little. It's Why do like. You need a- more Come difficult to cover it up. I don't know, but some smart TVs do. Why? You're not taking selfies with a TV. <coughs> uh, Does to everyone be want spied to... on? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're just to be so spied on. So the dark on. can it's hack just... it? I think... <laughs> like, the only reason I can Where... think of. <laughs> I think there's just... Karen is in this, and I know we already touched on it, just have so much going on, but like, even though you know, especially on a rewatch, you're like, it's so sad watching how hopeless this is. It's so sad that they've all... They've all got something like to respect them for like the main character he may have stolen a laptop but he's trying his absolute hardest to make a program that converts his speech into sign language so he can communicate with his yeah deaf girlfriend and i think they do like the 
discussion of that really well where from her point of view she's like i really want you to just learn sign language instead yeah and from his point of view he's like i'm doing this like he's doing something that he in hit from his mind is a really helpful like way to communicate with her and from her point of view she's just like i just want you to learn sign language i think it sets up their drama really well mm. yeah despite the fact that like these two characters we never see them in the same room together they're on webcams yeah you've yeah. got a lesbian couple where one of them their mum's in hospital and they just want to like get married so her mum can see it before she dies that's really sad mm. um damon's got his jawline <laughs> um you've got aj with his conspiracy youtube channel and they they so grow good. you on him perfectly because at the start of the film you're like oh shut up stop saying sheeple and all of that <laughs> then by the end of the film you're like my man aj he was he was, he was right. right all yeah. along he never did anything he was like wrong. he like every single thing he said was correct like <laughs> he really grows on you like immediately and i love the way that like the other characters clearly feel the same way as you do when he's like when he's ranting at them and he's like and why and then they all say in unison because you're the product <laughs> Like, and then you've got, I don't remember what Lexi has going on, music or something. Uh, I just, yeah, she, she's cool. She's, she's cool. She's not explored she's just, that she's much, just is cool. she? It's she's just, just cool. She's, <laughs> she's just kind of there. I don't know. She she's the first to die. die first. So. She, she leaves because she takes the mum's call. And um, the one of the Sharons from the river messages, like, if Lexi leaves the call, she dies. And she leaves to take her mum's call and then, then dies. So she's not in it much, but she's yeah. just cool. Sometimes being cool is fine. <laughs> That's a trait. That's a character trait in itself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when they first introduced uh, the deaf lady, I, Amaya, uh, is it? Um, yeah. <laughs> how brutal. Just brutal from the start. You know exactly what's going to happen the moment they introduce someone who's not got one of their senses. It's going to be abused. Uh, that. <laughs> well, if you want to see a bloody scary movie, Jack, by the master of horror. No, I don't. Uh, you should watch Hush by Mike Flanagan. Oh, that's which by is Mike Flanagan. a full like 90 plus minutes of a deaf woman at home alone while a guy stalks her house. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, but it's the opposite of what you think because she turns out to be a badass. Okay, nice. <laughs> then I might actually watch it. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mike Flanagan and Kate Siegel. Oh, so you know, it's, you know it's excellent. Perfect. It's, she just turns out to be a badass so the whole film is like the second she realizes it she's like okay how do i survive this <laughs> it's great <laughs> nice. and you think it's going to be like just this poor woman getting like tortured alone and it's so much more than that nice. it's great you should watch it it's bloody scary yeah but also she's a you badass know, unless, <laughs> um, you, unless you force me next year i'm not going to watch it oh come that's on. not making the list next year don't worry right. smile then the i may year. never watch it <gasps> well i might actually watch smile before that to be fair <laughs> now i'm now I'm, at the point, now I'm at the point mike where when you do the next four bloody scary movies i might have just seen them you already. probably have already seen them <laughs> um the um i just why i picked this movie for the bloody scary movies and it's not like the ring where it's like obviously i know this isn't gonna happen but it's still really <laughs> scary and the poughkeepsie tapes is like it's unsettling but it's dumb the reason i picked this is that like dark hackers and like people like that they can just target yeah, you in a moment on a whim and that's it like like so much of our lives are online mm. especially the last two years after covid that if they target you 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 can't do anything about it and, like, I know that this movie is a really extreme version of that, where there's the kidnappings and tortures and, like, the people using the dark to pay people to, like, torture people in specific ways. Yeah. And I know this is a very extreme version, but the dark is a real thing. Yeah. And, like, I'm not much of a conspiracy theorist, but everyone knows it exists. Oh, I mean, it exists. And it's, it's just right. It's just right there. And those people can target you at any yeah. moment. It's, it's not a, a conspiracy theory. There are, like, police departments that, you know, specialize yeah, on the dark. Yeah, specifically the dark. <laughs> What you what's horrible about it as well is like all these things they set up about you know like the awful things that people do like child like slavery and you know any terrible worst of humanity thing you can think of yeah. it's real and it exists yeah. in the real world on the dark web and they're not and going too far into the realm of fiction with this no, film like what happens in this movie it could happen. Yeah. Like, I know that it ends up being, like, a big, like, worldwide cult. Like, even the UK cops are involved in it. Mm. Um, like, and it's that. And I get that maybe that's a bit far-fetched. But it's yeah, also, like... Like, the, these... What you said, Jack, like, trafficking things on the dark are totally real. 
And that's why this is such a step up from the first one. Where the first one is a girl kills herself and then haunts the people that cause her to do it over Skype. It's like, that's the silliest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> then the second one is like, hey, you know those people who totally exist and could target you in a moment? Here's that. Yeah. So wait, the, the, the first one is almost like, can't take it back? Yes. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> no, the first one's got good stuff in okay. it, but it's not this. Okay. The characters are unlikable. It's really cringy. Yeah. The deaths are like... And the deaths in it are all like really weirdly done. They're all like, oh, she caused them to kill themselves, but there's loads of statics. You don't really see it. And the deaths in this are just, they get murdered. Yeah. Like, the deaths are all really brutal because there's... Alexia obviously gets pushed off the roof. One of them gets pushed in front of the car. Well, there's a bit where she has to choose between her mum or her yeah. fiancé. And that's really heartbreaking. Yeah, and she like doesn't choose either the and they tube, both... I think, or something. Yeah, that's really sad. She gets pushed in front of the train. Yeah. There's Damon gets they write him a confession note yeah. for doing everything and then hang him yeah. to make it look like he killed himself with a confession that's so sad they swat aj mm -hmm. like which is a totally real thing people get swatted how, like streamers on twitch will get swatted how that happened as well the setup of like them showing the clips of his different content splicing yeah. it together it's a bit bit weird because it sounds a bit janky and i don't i don't know if someone listening to that would actually but, like it's it's it. real though it happens but, people get swatted in real life like streamers will be just streaming and then people will put their clips together and obviously because they'll like be playing warzone or something and have guns and stuff gunfire in the background mm. people will put their clips together and then the cops will just show up at their house on the stream and it's a really realistic thing and it's really dangerous but and like what i love is how they like tease with that audio file of like the shotgun and yeah. then, like, spinning the hand around the... Yeah, the middle hand, it has, you, it has yeah, like, the middle finger as yeah. well up. <laughs> oh, these killers are a little bit silly. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I think the silliest thing, I think that was, like, they didn't have to do that. It was just a cop at the end yeah. looking into the camera. Yeah. I think that was, like... Oh, because he's at Lexi's, isn't he? Because he's he's part of the game. Yeah, yeah, because he's part of the so, game. But he like, yeah, did it she's very silly. Or, he was like, oh, I'm in a silly <laughs> mood. <laughs> it's game night! The, um... The conspiracy AJ's guy was the cop AJ's guy. No, the cop was at Lexi's. Oh right, oh, at Lexi's. I think it was just so I, I said it wrong for British cops. It was just a guy in British okay, Canadian. right? That makes more sense because um, I... which, to be fair though, it makes sense to for them to have like say if they are like this cult, it makes sense to have a member in America and a member in like the US. A member right, in America. That's the same thing. A member in America and a member in UK. The UK, like, yeah. It's not too far fetched because when I first yeah. watched it, I um. I thought the cop was the AJ cop who had like shot him or something. I also thought that. And I was like, no, well, that's, that's a bit daft that they did all of that thing is, like um, when... splicing when they could have just sent the guy there. When they could have just sent him. Yeah. 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 AJ's built his whole life online, even though, and he's so protected with like multiple levels of VPN. It's like, okay, how do you take him down then? You swat him. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it just, it's when that bit happens, you're like, okay. No one in this is safe. Damon's overseas, but his jawline's not going to make it through this. <laughs> oh, he's trying. Oh, he was the, the greatest of all time as well for a moment, where he's like reveals that he's been screen recording the entire thing. Yeah. And he's like printed out all the coordinates and stuff. And you're like, this guy, happy ending. That's what we're going to get. Yeah. And then, but nope. Nope. Thing is, this film has five endings. Uh, we will have all got the same one because um, it's the main one. But they're all miserable and they all end with everyone dead. Oh. And it's the way that, like, there's a lot of bits where you're like, okay, what's happening now? Where you sort of, it dawns on you at a point in their process. It's like you said with AJ, where they're messing with the clips. You're like, what are they actually doing? Then sort of, and there's a bit at the end where they just start photoshopping the lead guy's face. Mm -hmm. um, and then they bring the picture in from earlier. Because earlier when the guys are kidnapping Erica and he looks in the camera, and they're like, why has he looked in the camera? And it's specifically to put his face on, it. face on it. <laughs> yeah. It's so, it's... It's such like a sad movie, but it's so effectively done and it scares. This is this does it scares in a way that Poughkeepsie tapes struggled with. Because they're the two movies we're talking about today that feasibly could happen. And this is the one that's like even though that guy bought like millions of videotapes. How did no one track that? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of it was, in, it was uh, Bitcoin, but, like, wasn't it? These feasibly happen. This handles it better. Because like this on top of being really uncomfortable to watch because it's so realistic gives you the story and the characters to care about yeah and when they watch the tapes you have an immediate reaction of them 
going like, oh, this is f- sorry it's horrible. for yeah. the and swear. <laughs> but yeah, this is- and I feel and like you feel really bad for Matthias because he can't reveal it. Yeah. And like obviously the movie turns when he does because then everyone's in on it. But when he's just like convincing them it's a game. The yeah. build and like as well. Yeah. How it just starts and like the others just aren't buying Facebook it. messages, right? Yeah. Of some like, you know, girls messaging him and he's yeah. like Well it starts him trying to get into the laptop, doesn't it? Yeah. When you first watch it, you're like, Why is he surely he knows his password? He types feel the burn twenty twenty. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just a question mark in the end, isn't it? The password. Yeah. yeah, he also types Kafefe at one point. They really, uh, they really dated <laughs> they were... <laughs> the uh, passwords with the political race of Twitch. <laughs> uh, there is an, an unfriended three. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a fan film. Oh, okay, oh. it's a fan film. It's two kids, two British kids, uh, and I'm saying this with no slander because I adore it. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Unfriended Proxy. It's two British kids. They get on discord to play a game of minecraft and one of them has got a new webcam which it turns out he stole that's in hd and the other guy's really impressed by his hd webcam and their discord chat starts getting haunted by the person he stole the webcam <laughs> <laughs> haunted. but but there is a guy because they just did it in their normal discord group chat there's a guy there that doesn't know they're recording something and he's responding to the ghost <laughs> and at one point calls it by the name of the person who is playing the ghost <laughs> he's just like has alex lost his mind <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't need to make a group chat for it and like the, they're all clearly like memes being made by like what 12 or 13 year olds find oh. funny so at one point the ghost is like this will be what remains of your life when i'm done with you and sends it like the meme of like the big cat in the hat attacking the world trade center <laughs> Oh, because that's what twelve and thirteen year olds think is is funny, yeah. and it's and it's just funny because it starts with the play Minecraft. <laughs> it's it's a masterpiece, truly. It's like less than twenty minutes. It's on YouTube. Oh, <laughs> less than twenty minutes. <laughs> it's such a twelve, thirteen year old thing to do, isn't it? I know it's that's great. Cute. It's amazing, and I say it with no slander. I want everyone to go and support that video, <laughs> give it a like, and comment. This ex- everyone who listens to this search unfriended proxy on youtube and comment this phrase great work good job keep it up can't wait for the sequel <laughs> it's just it's very funny uh anyone else got anything to say about unfriended dark web i would happily watch this film again it's really good <laughs> no Clearly, so what i've seen it four not. times it's one of my five star movies this yeah, film really made me sad and I was sad afterwards. Um, the saddest part, I hated the girl with the hole in her head. No. Well, that's not fair. She didn't do anything wrong. Uh, well, I didn't hate her. I hated the <laughs> fact that she had a hole in her head. <laughs> wow, Chuck. Wow. It took me ages to realise what was happening in that scene because the effect when she takes it out is really bad. Until I watched it with Melanie and the other, like, and her other friends. And I was like, what's that all about? And they were like, earlier when they were mm. when they found the bids someone was like bid on this and they googled it and it was like they're drilling the hole yeah, in the head yeah. to get rid of a headache because the spirits in there that they used to do in the past hmm. they should have just given her loads of cocaine because <laughs> that's how you get rid of uh, haunted blood isn't it i don't think oh. jack that they were in it to cure her headaches <laughs> maybe not <laughs> you te- you're telling me these d- people aren't just really good people yeah, whenever you get whenever you get any symptom, Jack, what you want to do is go on the dark, <laughs> give them all of your info, Jesus. and then at the end, write how to cure sniffly nose. We should like beep every mention of the dark. <laughs> now, Sinister is our last movie today, which is bloody scary. Hence, making the list. This movie wasn't originally supposed to be on the list. <laughs> I originally chose Texas Chainsaw Massacre, a notoriously very well-renowned. <laughs> horror film that many not myself but many would consider to be a horror masterpiece very scary very unsettling very uncomfortable very effective in its themes and filmmaking melanie didn't like it and jack found it silly and not scary so it didn't make the cut she's great i did i did so find... we're not talking about texas chainsaw massacre we'll talk about sinister instead because it's scary and i didn't know melanie would get thirsty for ethan hawk in a nice sweater i mean what what <laughs> How could you not? I didn't think that was. I should have assumed. I should have assumed. Uh, I, I mean, 
mean, I didn't give Sinister like the best rating on. I think I gave it like three and a half stars. Um, mainly because spoiler alert, Ethan Hawke dies at the end. <laughs> thing is, him dying at the end. Is, I was gonna say, him dying at the end is really sad because because he's dead. Um, <laughs> him dying at the end, it's so like painful to rewatch this film because I've seen it a few times, and it's the fact that when you watch a horror movie, a haunted house horror movie, where they move into a new house. And I assume Jack does this. Jack yells at the screen during every horror movie. Mm-hmm. I assume, Jack, you spend the whole movie uh, calling them rude names uh, and telling them to move. Yes. Then in this movie, the moment you move, that is when the curse passes on and you die. Yeah. Then the next people move into your house. Then they get haunted. Then they move on and die. It's like there is you either stay and get like horrifically haunted forever or you move and you die. There is no win here. And it's another one where it's just the second they're in the situation, it's hopeless. And I love that. I love a lack of hope. I love misery. I actually uh, no, I love no, no. it when no one's happy. My thing, my thing is, you know, they're allowed to be miserable. They they can be hurt emotionally, whatever. But there has to be hope, and in the end, they have to be comforted. <laughs> and they have to be okay. <laughs> That's it. You're watching the wrong genre. <laughs> the, look, this film has proven something to me and i think to anyone else who's watched it and it's the fact that children are the source of all evil and um you know you could move into that house and not have children you'll be fine oh Ooh, hold on we have put some interesting links up between some of the films two of them have a hopeless curse that you're very unlikely to break yeah. two have a spooky kid <laughs> two could happen to you tomorrow uh <laughs> oh my god do what ethan hall he may be a cutie in a sweater. Uh, maybe. He may be, he may be maybe. that. Maybe. He's, He's an arsehole in this film. He, he moves is. his family to a house where a murder happened to write a book oh, about it. The what he says to his <laughs> wife where she goes, I hope we haven't moved down the road to... Uh, yeah, and she's like... And he's like, no. I promise we've not moved down the road <laughs> okay, to where the murder happened. that's pretty clever. You are a dirtbag. He wasn't lying. You are an absolute arsehole. <laughs> I, I did put... It took... It took so long for him to get it was the kids doing the murders crying emoji crying emoji himbo i I think the difference between this film and the ring is i feel this ring is more scary than um uh, and more has more horror but the investigative part isn't as good yeah, as these, they both, sure. they're re- they're really well paired. I think though, because I, I do really enjoy the investigation in this, especially on a rewatch, seeing how all the clues come together. I agree, the investigation is better in the ring. Ring is a better movie. This is a situation I'd much less like to be in. Yeah, yeah. because it's it's the second they move in, it's awful. Their kids communicate. The second your kid is saying like, "Oh, I have a friend in Victorian clothes," it's like that. That's game over for me. I'm I'm out. I'm checking out. You're moving house and then dying. Uh, and then they're killing me. It's just there is... we haven't even talked about the tapes. Yeah, have you have you even, even mentioned that? Like... Another connection exactly, between two they of the all films. have like tapes. Well, two films are spooky tapes. Well, they all have like they they Three either films. have tapes or like video recordings of something. Um... Four films oh, are spooky uh, tapes. That was an accident. When the yeah. tape recorder starts messing up as well, that's just a nah. That's just a give up. <laughs> give up. With life. Um, I'm gonna throw some words at you, Jack, based on the tapes. Right. I just want your quick reactions. Uh, Melanie, you can join in too. Yeah. You're also here. Uh, tree mm. the hanging tree oh, mm. that was a really fun start to the uh, film yeah the um the the car everyone being choked in the car mm-hmm. nice yeah. yeah yeah uh the swimming pool mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, i know this is jack's favorite the lawn mm, yeah <laughs> the um the my favorite part of all the tapes was the little glimpse of that horrible demon thing the boogie what's his name jack <laughs> What's his name? Mr. Mr. Boogie. Mr. Boogie, yeah. Mr. Boogie. Like just seeing him like in the bushes of the tree and then like on the ripples of like the, the swimming pool and Mr. stuff like that. Mr. Boogie. It's just Mr. Boogie. <laughs> There's one thing that I think at one point Mr. they like Boogie. Like, Mr. Boogie, I'd like you to know I've taken your name seriously <laughs> and if you're going to haunt anyone, maybe these two people right here. Jack who are, uh, You don't have children. Mr. Boogie Turning is my light on. he can't haunt you. <laughs> <laughs> None of us have kids. We are immune to the effects of Mr. Boogie. Wait, I think you're just like tempting fate here now, Mike. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio is in this for a minute. He's uncredited. 
that's interesting. <laughs> Who fact. is he? Who is he in the film? Uh, he's someone he calls just like for clues at one point. Oh. He's just in one scene. Okay. I remember you did know this because you messaged me. Is that Vincent D'Onofrio? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, if you liked Sinister, which I know you did, Jack, and you loved it. Hated it. Uh, I would recommend The Black Phone. It's Ooh, by I'm Scott Derrickson, the director of Sinister, and starring Ethan Hawke, the star of Sinister. <laughs> it's bloody scary. I forgot uh, Ethan Hawke. Is... on next year's list. Uh, so you're probably going to have to watch it at some point. I'm going to watch it before. <laughs> Smile and Blackphone. I'm going to watch it before. But it's a... It's very good. <clears throat> it's got Ethan do, Hawke, uh, but I'm, I'm going to doubt I'm going to call Ethan Hawke cute in the Blackphone. <laughs> objectively the opposite. Yeah. I think he should do another horror with his daughter. Um, what's her face from Stranger Things? My, My Hawk. Hawk. Yeah. That'd be great. That'd be yeah. uh, she is in a horror movie, if you're interested, Jack. Uh, she's in a movie called Fear Street in 1994. Part one of three of the Fair Street trilogy. Cool. Not uh, also it. starring Gillian Jacobs from Community. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, Stady Sink from the Stranger first Things. One? No, the, the trilogy. Oh, the trilogy. Sorry. I think Gillian Jacobs is in all three. Yeah, Gillian Jacobs is. Sadie Sink isn't. No, she's in one of them. So go, the go back. They're good though, Jack. The You'd like them. They're not very scary. They've got Bonk Kid in them. <gasps> oh, my God, oh, we did an episode on them. Everyone can listen to it. Yeah. Oh, I forgot Bonker. Did we do an episode or is it like Midnight Mass where we think we did? No, we did an episode. We called it the Chronicles of Bonk Kid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bonk Kid. Oh, I miss him. <laughs> thing is, by next year, this thing is, this whole experiment is going to have no impact on Melanie anymore. And Jack won't have grown at all. But thing is, I think Jack's getting there. I think Jack is getting there because I think this year you had much more respect for like the last three films we talked about as good films as well as being scary. Uh, whereas, like, and that's where Melanie started. Melanie used to not want to watch these things at all yeah. until I was like, okay, just start watching them. Start easy and build your way up. And eventually you're going to really like them. And now Melanie loves horror. Yeah. Well, the difference that's you next, Jack. is though, I consume media because I like to feel good. And all these fi- <laughs> films made me What's feel a- awful. You should watch The Conjuring sad. again. No. You should watch all of The Conjuring. <laughs> I love watching. I love making Jack miserable. <laughs> and on that note, all that's left to say from me is goodbye. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Unbelievable. I'm, just, I'm actually <laughs> angry. <laughs> And from Melon. <laughs> Rock and roll, buckaroo. And from Jack. Oh, God. Jeez. Bye.